here I go, here I go, here I go. Hey, listeners. And a special hey, hi, and hello to all you patrons out there, the people that support the Wallace family week after week until we one day get that company reality show. We're giving away Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhouse. Is it house or horse? Roanhorse. Roanhorse. Now let's get started with the show. <clears throat> Move your mic so people can see your facial expressions. And she's directing. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction, black fantasy, and staying on the same page as a family. Today for episode 89, we'll be discussing the film Little, directed by Tina Gordon, starring Regina Hall, Issa Rae, and the beloved Marseille Martin. Mm -mm. And we had a great time watching that movie. But before we get into that movie, Benjamin James Wallen III. How are you doing today? Doing great. I was just wondering, when did uh, I'm going to take a nap turned into I'm going to be on my phone and scroll through TikToks? Everybody knows Rasputin Lettimore is fine. And everybody knows, hey, I'm going to take a quick nap means I'm going to do whatever I need to do. So whether that's scrolling mindlessly on the internet, filing my nails, taking an actual nap, that is what a nap is. Okay. So... We procrastinated in filming today and recording Me. today. I had everything set up, and Amber said, I'm, I want to take a nap real quick. Just a quick nap. And we were reading outside on the patio, having a great time. And I was like, oh, oh no, really? I'm like, fine, whatever. And then I go in, and, well, I go back outside to read again because mm -hmm. I have the stamina to read more than 10 minutes. <laughs> and I go out, and then I hear her call, what? Ben, come in here. Watch these two TikTok videos. And I was like, Amber, weren't you supposed to be taking a nap? First off, everyone knows TikTok is a, is a team sport, okay? You can't just scroll by yourself. You have to scroll and then share with somebody, maybe a roommate, maybe a lover, maybe your mother. I don't know, but you have to share something when you or find all something three. really good. Right. So one day, maybe it's just going to be me and Wiggles. But, some, but this is the thing about you. You also get mad when I be snickering to myself and you're like, well, uh, uh, let me see. <laughs> That's what you do, right? Second of all, if I need a break from reading, that's okay. That's I'm totally a new fine. Mom. Yeah. You're a new mom. I'm an old wife. It's very wife. clear you're a new mom. I, I need these breaks throughout the day. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pumping for your child all while being beautiful and fabulous and funny every day. So I'm sorry. Very hard life that for I you. took 20 minutes to myself to just laugh on the internet, or as Alicia calls it, the net. Okay. Alicia, so, wait, who? My sister. Oh, she calls it the she net. She's like, girl, did you see what that what was on the net today? I was like, 
the in- the entire internet. Well, that's no, they, I, I did not see. Why don't you send me what was on the net? They I called think, the net for they called it the net for like ever. I know, but I just think the net the means something specific. Like she'll like the net for my sister kind of means like, did you see what was going on on Black TikTok today? You know, it's just very like it, it feels like the new word for like the neighborhood or whatever. You but, started a you started a transition today or within the past I? week. Yeah, you moved from wild sucking on your breast to now you're a full-time pumper i am yeah she's no longer nursing i had to quit doing that shit why it hurts don't you miss being closer to your baby i'm close to her this is a ben is being sarcastic for those who are not looking at the youtube but you know there's this uh myth that if you're not breastfeeding like no there's this myth that breastfeeding moms are closer to their kids and that's just not true if you spend time with your kid, you're close to your kid. So I, I, I felt, I found myself being like, dang, I really don't want to breast. I've been waiting my whole life to be a mom and now I'm over breastfeeding. And I'm like, nah, cause now that I got the bottles in the middle of the night, like I can you, wait, I can wait a bit. I'll be like, go give her a bottle. Yep. It's I've, not just on me. All I've the been time. the one sleeping next to wild and waking up and sort of grabbing her and bringing her up and putting on Star Trek. It's been nice to catch up old Star Trek episodes. So. I mean, and she's mostly been sleeping through the night. She has been. She might want a bottle around like midnight or 11, but we got her on that feeding schedule, baby, because we are super parents. Speaking of which, she's she's giving us a bit of a show right now. Ben, you talk. You talk about reviews. I'm going to get her. All right. So, yeah, we had a fantastic uh, iTunes review. If you like this show, like what we're talking about, or if you don't like what we're talking about but still enjoy us, uh, you should go give us a five-star, six-star review. And here is a fantastic review from your favorite Gemini fan. Um, hey, I know you've probably seen me in your DMs lately. My name is Serenity, and I absolutely love y'all's podcast. I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder for a few years now. Y'all podcast has kept me sane some nights when my mind is spinning. I love learning about black authors and just focusing on something positive. Thank you all for creating content and staying so open with us. Wish, wishing you peace and blessings. Thank you so much, Serenity. I'm sorry. What is going on with my headphone right now? Help me. Help me. Well, look at this. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, dang. Right? <laughs> I, was, I was fidgeting with Wild, and then I was like, wait, I'm for real stuck. All right. It's a family show. It's a family show. Hold on. You have a binky? Well, it, okay, here we go. Oh, don't, don't, don't pick it up with your foot. <laughs> Why would you pick up a binky with your foot? Because Why I was going to pause. I was going to pause and then I was, no, no, don't still give it to her. No, go Wait, watch no. it. All right. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Serenity, for that amazing review that just really brightened our day. We really do try to keep it light. And if we have too serious of a conversation, um, Amber try to pull, reels me back in, you know? It's like, yes. it, and it's hard at this time, right? Like we're, there's so many terrible news stories all the time. You know, uh, you know, political scientists are giving like a 62% chance within 10 years, there's going to be widespread political violence in the United States. And we're, we just really want to keep things positive. And Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan broke up. It's chaos out here. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they, they were only dating for like a year, but we still, we love to see it. But on to the next. People break up sometimes. Yeah, I tell people, people that all the time. Somebody yeah. messaged me today, and I'm, I just wanted to be like, just get a divorce. This is too much text to read, you know? 
And then if y'all make up, just remarry. What's the big deal? If we're off, if we're ever that bad, we're going to get divorced, right? And then just remarry. No, Fine. because that's that costs a lot of money. So I'm worth Divor- it. You're worth it. Divorce lawyers and then getting married again costs more money. I, I don't know. If we'll we just break we'll up, stay we married and then just move separately. I'll moving. crowd fund the divorce. <laughs> Our haters will they'll fund it. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm Ooh. sorry for joking about divorce. You know I lose. No, I joke all you want. You're never getting one, even if you want one. Oh. Just that, kidding. No, that, that got dark. <laughs> I mean, like run away from it or I'll leave the house, but divorce is just too much money. Like, come on, mm. I'm cheap. I, my grandfather grew up in the great depression i mowed his lawn for him he paid me 25 cents for per blade per blade <laughs> per you made out like a bandit if it was tw- per blade tw- tw- no per per time i mowed your grandpa actually gave you a single quarter every time you mowed the lawn no i think he paid well, me pretty well ass. he paid me pretty well <laughs> Uh, don't, don't he, he would tell me mom. stories about sneaking in and seeing Charlie Chaplin movies. Oh, yeah. They, they called it, He remembers when they started introducing the talkies. He called them talkies. He probably attended the minstrel he was show in his day, huh? Probably. Well, uh, he, he grew up in the Bronx. Uh, so maybe not. I don't know if minstrel shows were happening in New York City at the time. They probably were. Underground somewhere. Uh, That's all right. Let's move on to the wonderful section. The patrons got a point. Pew, 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 pew. So Father's Day is coming up. And uh, Ben, me, <laughs> I did pretty well for Mother's Day. You did a great job for Mother's uh, Day. And, and how do we know that? How do we know I did well? Because we record it. We record everything. And the, But also <laughs> the patrons told us yeah. I did pretty well. There you was a lot of love. I did. I tried to see what they thought. And um, well, remind the people what you did. So I did like three different things. So the first thing I did was I signed up for a massage for you and my mom to go to. And so the mothers got to have some bonding time. I took care of Wiggles, a.k.a. Wild. The second thing I did is I um, had our uh, organization specialist come in, um, do a deep clean, sort of help me like figure out some things, more things to get rid of. That was awesome. And then the third thing I did is I took you out for a really nice, um, we went out to a, for a really great uh, brunch, like a Mother's Day brunch. So that was a lot of fun. But, um, I, you know, I, and we mentioned, we mentioned that already and, and stuff. I remember, I think I said that. I, I know. I just, it I might be up. somebody's first time listening to us speak but, to one another. But another. also, yeah, I, I, there were two locations for this brunch spot and I, Took you to the wrong location that I made the reservation for. They still fit us in though, so that was yeah. Nice. But that's you. But but you know how you are. Um, anyway, Tanya, be some sort of mishap. Tanya said your hubby did amazing. My grown children know that their mother is a nerd and love all things cartoon. For Mother's Day, I received a beautiful rose in a glass case, an exact replica from the movie Beauty and the Beast. That's oh. a great idea. That's actually really creative. And how personal. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, uh, Monica, and this was a question we were asking what p- other people got for Mother's Day. Monica said, I gifted myself a Mother's Day retreat from Texas to the Pacific Ocean to pray, reflect, and paint. Sunrise and sunset were amazing. I love this idea of giving gifts to yourself. People need to do that. Give a gift to yourself every single day because this is something... <laughs> you, you know, I love treat myself. Yeah, but you also call me selfish when I try to treat myself. You're like, you're selfish. And I'm like, no, no, no. I have to take care of myself first. 
It's self first, not no, selfish. You're, it's, it's self first. You no, know, that's not what we talk about. We talk about when you spend three hours reading and I need some help with the baby. But carry on since you think it's appropriate to do that. Also, you know, these retreats, I've, I've been really watching my religious cults. I've been in my religious cult TV show, True Crime Bag, and I was watching this one Hulu show called The Deep End about this lady who's like a spiritual advisor and she hosts these like $5,000 retreats where it's mostly people just like thinking and well, she, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that she's who I'm not going to say that her healing powers don't work, but she claims to basically like help cure you of your childhood trauma and things like that. It's, it's a creepy documentary and it's filmed very interesting as well, but I think there's the minute, a wide range of retreats though. I know. I'm just saying the minute I read that that person went to a, a retreat to pray, reflect, and paint, I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if she went to the same retreat. Just, you know, just my dramatic brain went to the, said to that. That would be a, a quite quite the connection. I actually want to go on a yoga retreat with you. I think. Oh, be, that would be dope. That would be a lot of fun. Do you think we should get, go... Could we ever go on, like, a silent retreat? We should just go for the views. I don't think you could. I could. What's that supposed to mean? You, you communicate through talking. I know how to be silent. I give, I give you the silent treatment. Well, you give me the silent treatment, but this is a silent retreatment. <laughs> right. You don't know how to silent retreat for yourself. You know how to silent treat others, but not for yourself. If I pay a good chunk of money, I could be silent. Can you talk in your room? You could talk in your room, can't you? On the silent retreat. No, the point is not to talk at all. It might be really nice, though, because I don't talk during yoga I th- class. And I think it's very it is cleansing. nice. Yeah, yoga classes are an hour. Some of these are for a week. I had a, a coworker do it for a week, stayed silent for a week. What did they say about it? Um, you you know him, uh, Reggie. Uh, Dang, why are you putting Reggie business out there like that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Well, you've had lots of different jobs, so you don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, so, but you What did you Reggie know think him? of the retreat? He, he was like, he came back super zen and relaxed and was like... This is awesome. We have, we have, um, we, you work with people who do retreats. There's a yoga instructor we were talking about. She does retreats. I would love to do a retreat. Oh, my dream is to host a yoga retreat. I think I could do it too. Cause now I have the certification to do it, but I just, if it was silent, that would be, I don't think you should. I don't think silent. Some people have their gifts. Silence is not yours. Cause even, (laughs) even meditation is very hard for me. Because all the thoughts are racing through my mind. But anyway, what's the last Mother's Day gift? I, I got your uh, back for Father's Day, but you try to take it over. You, you know what? It, I read this comment um, by Darlene uh, Gross. She said, my Mother's Day was awesome. My three adult children made dinner and gifted me with a facial at my favorite spot. And I just, my, I, when I came to the phrase, my three adult children, like I'm eventually going to have an adult child. Like, oh God. That's, because all, that's adult, the best part. Yeah, no, because adult children have adult problems. Like wonder if, you know... You know, there's divorce and then there's conflict and, you know, there's, God forbid, drug abuse and, and other things, you know, not speaking that, but it's just you have to deal with like your children don't stop being your children, even when they become adults. And I know that and like, obviously, and you hear people say that, but I think that's just started to click when I read that because they're like adult children still gift things for their parents on these okay. kinds of holidays. So. But it's yeah. still stressful. But you have to surrender, Ben. Surrender to what? To wanting to be in control all the time, like you always tell me. Oh no, I'm. I don't. I mean, I don't want to be controlled. It's just a little nerve wracking. 
Yeah. There, there's a new leveling of anxiety about the future now. But anxious, excited as well. No, I'm right? just anxious. Yeah, you've been more anxious lately, which is I, interesting because that's my I got to stop reading the news. Like right before we got on, I told Amber this like terrible story that I'm not going to bring up uh, because there's so many great things, awesome things that are happening um, especially Pride Month is here, and yeah. so uh, I just finished reading a book called Master of Jinn, and the main character, um, Fatma, is a queer woman who dresses in, like, tuxedos and has a um, a girlfriend, and it's really great. It's a really good book. So there's so many great things to focus on, to be celebratory of, like adult children giving you gifts. And Pride. And pride. And your first Father's Day coming up. I'm super you like being pumped. a dad? She's yeah, asleep, so you can be honest. It's pretty. She's <laughs> terrible. No, she's so cute. Look at her. Oh my goodness. Oh, I know. She's so great. She's. I don't. I don't she's mind pretty her. Pretty wonderful. But yeah, I have some things planned for your first Father's Day, and we're gonna make it memorable. And you'll probably cry. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Anyway, Let's, um, should we talk about this fantastic movie, yes, Little? Speaking of growing up and big and all whatever, so why don't you talk about Little? Uh, Marseille Martin is amazing. Icon. She uh, is the ro- moment. Role model. You know, I was looking up facts about her. She's the youngest executive producer in Hollywood. How do you feel about your life right now? She's done more in her short years of living than you've done in your 30, how old are you, 31 years? Well, I, I'll lose that fight to a, a beautiful young black girl. Yeah, that's yeah. That that so I feel like very excited you, about it. Do you get it's jealous when, like, of people? <laughs> do you get jealous of people? Just in general, do you get jealous? Do I get jealous of people? Of course. Or like when little, I remember when little. <laughs> there's some people who are like, oh, when little kids are very successful, adults are like, ah, you know. No, they feel I, bad I, I about wouldn't them. be jealous of a child. Yeah, but some people are. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. Who here has ever been jealous <laughs> oh, of a child? This is a live show now. <laughs> I have. I haven't. I don't get jealous of children. I'm trying to see in what world would I be jealous of a child? Like Justin I... Bieber? No, oh, that, no. Justin Bieber got a lot of hate from. You, is you, it you jealousy know. though? I think it's it's probably jealousy. When he was know. a kid, you know, it's or like young young stars. I get jealous of contemporaries. Mm. So if I see someone with uh, similar stats as myself, with the same level of training and comedy chops as myself, and they're getting like red carpet opportunities and I'm at the house, I'm just like, that's interesting. Like what, what, what's going on there? Not so much jealous, but so much like who did they get in contact with that I did not or something like, I'm very curious. I'm slightly jealous. I'm jealous first, but secondly curious. So then I'll start being like, okay, who's their agent? Who's their manager? What city do they live in? Oh, they live in LA. Maybe that's why I didn't get the opportunity or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes they be having like stat for stat, you like, know. What did I do differently? I see like, what you're okay, saying. I, I got married to Ben. Is it Maybe jealous? Called me back. <laughs> you know, I just start thinking about all these things. Also, Marseille Martin owns her own production company called now Genius that, Productions. That's not right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can work for her. All right. Well, I know that like as cute as that is, you know, it's like whenever a kid's business goes viral or something, I'm like, this is so precious that this like 
twelve year old child invented this way to fix Detroit's water problem. But I know that like there is a parent doing a lot of hustling. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's nice that like Marseille gets to be the face of this company, I, I will say. That, but but you know, there's some adults there's some, there's that adults. is burning the midnight oil getting zero credit. I uh one of my students um who I loved fantastic student one of the most incredible students i've ever had she won master set master chef junior a little while back oh yeah and um uh and she she was like ben you, you know mr wallen you're like one of my favorite teachers um oh that's what she said yeah so she just so happened to, you just so happened to also be her favorite teacher guys yeah no she she was great uh, but I know her her parents did a lot of work for her, like of a lot of like helped her run her Instagram and everything. Um, so that is that is very true. Like beyond teaching her how to cook, they probably helped her enter the contest on yeah. time. Like, but also just marketing and teaching her how to do interviews and teaching her how to you know respond to not or not respond to bull to bullshit. Like, yeah, um, you know, nice. do you believe in child prodigies? Do I believe in them? Like yeah. they they exist. Yeah. Or do you think it's like this is a parent who is like skill and dri- like kind of like if you've seen like the uh, Tiger Woods documentary. It's like, do you think this person is a phenom, or do do you think there's just some parent in the wing like drilling and drilling and drilling and drilling? Well, well, it's the mixture of both, obviously. Okay. Right. Like, like there's some have an affinity. Yeah. For like then. Mozart's father was a musician, but Mozart also was an incredible musician right so it's mm-hmm. the the perfect mixture of two but there are also children who are born who are prodigies who are really good at something and they don't have the parental support really know? yeah for sure i could i could see that yeah like painters and stuff and artists and music singers it, but it's not likely that they'll yeah they, they might far, they, they might not go that there. far they might not get known because you you parents are your first like pr managers yeah for so. sure well Marseille is still an icon, and we we love her, and we really love her parents for bringing bringing her to us on the big screen. Uh, yeah. So this film is about a video game company exec, um, uh, who's an asshole who hates carbs, and we're introduced to this woman who's played by Regina Hall, who is yeah, her absol- name's Jordan Sanders. Mm-hmm. Jordan Sanders, very funny. She has so a um sort of a, an assistant played by Issa Rae. Issa Rae, fantastic. And so one day, Regina Hall's character, Jordan, decides to kick out a donut truck who also happened, the donut truck owner happens to have this uh, little girl who um, is being, you know, mistreated by Jordan. And the little girl uses literally her black girl magic it's a little black girl to it. turn uh, Regina Regina Hall's character into a little girl. It's like I wish she were little like me. Or yeah, yeah, so that you'd understand what it feels like to have people step and stomp all over you. And so the rest of the movie is, you know, Jordan trying to figure out, okay, why am I little? How do I stop being little? And trying to run her company as a little person who also has to go back to middle school. And deal mm-hmm. with all the drama and trauma of middle school. Which middle school pretty much is the worst part of your life. It it's oof, it's oh. If I was forced to go back, I would not choose my middle school era. I tell you that much. 
All right, so this is a long. This is part of a long list of films where children become adults too quickly, or adults become children. So you got little, you got big. Thirteen going on thirty, and seventeen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why do these movies exist, Amber? Like, why? What's something in the American psyche to create movies like this? Like, what human thing? Um, I don't know. We we like a do over. For the, the need for a do-over. The need for a do-over or the need to sort of like embrace our inner child or go back to childhood to learn a lesson. But we also like, uh, we like a transformation. So it is just funny to see Tom Hanks acting like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Uh, in, and it's funny to watch America. Marseille to act like Regina, like Regina boss, Hall, like, like literally, yeah, the middle school. <laughs> so we, we like putting one character completely out of their element on different timeline. I mean, we like, like, why do you like Dr. Who? There's this, the positivity, the uplifting nature of it. But you the, don't like the time travel element? Not so much. And you lie. The, the time travel aspect of Dr. Who, especially in the more recent seasons, it's not a big part of it. Like you time travel to some location in time but really the location this the physical space becomes more meaningful than the time travel there are time travel episodes where you meet you know charles dickens and and such and things like that but those episodes i don't find the most intriguing um well i was in here you know i'm not a big doctor who fan or i don't watch a lot of it rather i say so uh, i tried to come in here and give it a chance when ben was watching with his mom and it just so happened that it was the episode where like they had traveled to like jim crow south and i was like oh god yeah which is like is that rosa parks i'm like rosa the episode rosa which that's the first time they've really dealt explicitly with jim crow south and and the racism American racism and Jim like Crow, that. Or is that the first time? In in Jim or, Crow, or, I'm sorry, uh, in Doctor Who. In Doctor Who, when they go to America, it's not in that context. So that was sort of like a revolutionary episode. So uh, it's not really about the time travel. That episode turned out to be, but the aliens, the aliens aspect of it, and the idea that we have this savior, this um, alien who is somehow enraptured by the the insanity of humanity for some reason and every time uh, for me i get really down about humans um doctor who sort of celebrates humanity you know in, in a really beautiful oh my way God. are you about to cry no it's just, just i have that. cried multiple times at doctor who because yeah. it does show like humans y'all are you know you're just awful but you still persevere and it's it's very positive but not to get too and off track. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not to get too. I, I was thinking about that. So it's like this yeah. need for a do over. Yeah. Why do we love big to littles and littles to big kind of trope movies so much? Even like Back to the Future. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Back to the Future. I think this is a very specific. I, I guess there's a level of time travel element. I didn't even think of those that genre as being a form of time travel. Right, because she is reverting back to a younger self. So her physical body time traveled, but her location in history remained the same. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, yeah, were you like Well before so I, I'll be honest, I hadn't seen Big before we watched it recently. I'd seen a couple of scenes, obviously mm-hmm. like the FAL Schwartz iconic scene, but I didn't really watch it. So I thought in the movie that he it would be sort of similar to thirteen going on thirty. 
We're, we're, does she time travel in 13 going yes, on? Yes, she does. But so she, she doesn't is... have any memory what happened between 13 and 30. Correct. correct. Okay, correct. got it. So, so in my brain, I was like, well, how the F is, you know, is Tom Hanks going to jump forward? You know, like I thought Tom Hanks was going to be in the oh, future. Oh, yeah, yeah. But his only his physical only body. Only his physical. Because I, so I was like, oh, my like, God, are they going to imagine what cell phones are going to be like or mm. whatever? So that's a, like a different way they could have done it. But they didn't. I was like, oh, he's just going to be big like the, the next day. I Watching this, it felt little. It felt refreshingly like new, even though I've seen big multiple times. It's, you know, one of my favorite kinds of movies. And it felt like, oh, this kind of specific genre, there's a lot of more things you could do with it. Like the one aspect you made me think of, this idea of going back in time to middle school is terrifying. Like you can actually create a horror film where like an adult <laughs> has to go back to their middle school right. self and you start realizing this is terror, like psychological. Yeah. And you sort of treat it like a Guantanamo Bay kind of situation, <laughs> like, no like being how. waterboarded inside the bathroom. Yeah. Like there are so much torturous things like, um, like no matter how much of a boss you think you are, like that's what little is really about. No matter how much of a boss you think you are, if you walk into a middle school, they're going to show you who you are, yeah, and, which is a nobody. You. And I mean, and you know, you teach middle school. So th those kids will give you a run for your money. Those kids will send you home crying at night. So I love the fact that, like, no matter how much of a boss Jordan is, like, she still gets it handed to her when she goes back to Windsor Middle School. That, like, that's the worst part of her transformation, having to go to school. She's like, I don't want to go to school. Yeah, it's like, it's not the drinking. It's not the, like, wow, I can't, like, have sex with my little, you know, my little D-boy anymore. It's. She calls him D-Boy, too. Yeah. Regina Hall is so fucking funny in this movie. She is. But Marseille Martin carries. Like, yeah. she, she's definitely a great actor and, like, a comedian we should be looking out for. And, and Issa, I mean, we all know Issa Rae's funny, but I think as Awkward Black Girl became insecure, Issa was sort of forced to be a little bit more serious. Not forced, but she was probably... It was probably suggested to her to say, like, hey, why don't you try some more dramatic roles or like, but make some some highs and lows in this show, but she really is just a comedian at but, heart. But I think Insecure sort of was a dramatic show, and so her character had to go through this arc and had to do things that weren't always funny because that's what her character would do. They sort of tried to make it realistic where the first season with her conversations um, with herself through the mirror were more comedic, and the tone of Insecure ended up changing by season two, season three to a, to a straight drama. But watching her here, I started, I was reminded of a lot of the scenes in the earlier Insecure seasons mm -hmm. um, where like, she like this is talks why we to love herself. Issa yeah. Yes. The, but Issa Rae does this thing where she like mumbles to herself <laughs> and it's so funny. Like she'll be like, uh, especially when it comes to like um, objectifying men, she'll like objectify men underneath her voice, underneath, you know, or like um, she, yeah, there's just like, this. You can tie me up. Yeah. They're like, excuse me. No, no, I was just, oh, look, a bird. Like, yeah. she, she's really good at that comedy. Uh, when she t first, <laughs> a great scene, she first takes, um, uh, because, you know, Jordan has to convince her, you know, uh, assistant, Issa, that she is little. Little. And she does it, whatever. And so uh, to avoid them getting in trouble, she has to take her to middle school. And 
Jordan does not want to go to middle school. And so Issa Rae has to like spank Marseille Martin in the middle of the parking lot. And it's a really yeah. great, it's so, it's I mean, it's fun, but it's not like, Oh my God, the abuse. Yeah, like yeah. It, they did a good job because like, you don't know, spank we are, your kids, but yeah. we won't do that. But it was right. still, the spanking is still so funny when like kids <laughs> get public spankings. I know it's fucked up <laughs> and it's not right, but it's still hilarious. Like, like a badass kid trying to run out into the road and their mom <laughs> just grabs them and just starts beating them. Oh my God. <laughs> now beatings are not funny. Not beating, but just like a, a, a good A swift kick in the pants is, so, is kind of still hilarious to me. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't, it's not okay. It, <laughs> Look at you trying to lie. It's, it's not okay. But you, you had to talk to me for it. a while because I was like, whatever kids I have, they get spanked at the times calls for it. But we, you, we know, had some you pretty, sat me down and made me read some bell hooks. So. Yeah, we had to very before we had kids. You know, you should all have us. these conversations. Check in with us in five years. I'm gonna be like, man, I read. The- <laughs> I saw one Facebook meme that was like, "I'm really trying to gentle parent, but they not trying to gentle kid." <laughs> like it was just like, I get it. That's that's actually because there perfect. is this big like lazy parent versus conscious parent movement right now, and people are doing the best they can to survive and. So they're like, I- I'm trying not to be a lazy parent, but I had to get this tablet for my sanity. So I, I love the no judgment. Like, do what works for you. Uh, what else? Except for like, don't beat your kid. Uh, there was. But do what works for you. <laughs> Regina Hall, when we we're first introduced to Regina Hall, she is so terrible. And unlike in Big, where um, the character, the main character in Big chooses to become big. Right. Where in this case, Regina Hall is being forced to be little. Yeah. And, and there's honestly, so many variations. Yeah, but go I'm for sorry it. to cut you off. Honestly, the two movies have nothing to do with each other. They don't. We watched Big because I was like, oh, they might have like a cameo of somebody in here. No. And I also was a little bit resistant to watch Little. Not resistant, but I was like, I hate black versions of white things. I hate black versions of white things. They are not my favorite thing because we have our own stories. So I was going into this thinking like, this is just going to be, you know, Tom Hanks, but the black version. And it was not, it was, I'm I'm so glad I gave this movie a chance because I was so, so wrong. But like Ben said, she was forced by the black girl magic to be little. Also. So in this video game company, the building is super sleek, super cool. But the workers are terrified and are abused by their boss. Wendell's is so funny in these cameras. <laughs> yeah, she's like just hanging out. Just fully knocked out. Keep so going. So here's the interesting thing. That is very accurate. So there's a book that I read recently um, by Jason Schreer called Press Reset, Ruining Recovery in the Video Game Industry. And in this book, he looks at the creation of video games and how those workers are intensely abused. And so you'll have, yeah, and they sort of, they don't do this explicitly, but you'll, you'll have these major companies create a tiny company and create this really cool work environment, hire people, have them work 17 hour days, seven days a week, and then just fire all of them and declare bankruptcy at when they're, when that video game is created. Wow. So so it's like parent company, create new company to make a video game, fire everybody once the game is done. And so and did, did these people know that they're getting fired after the game well, is finished? Or that's, that's like it's that's kind just, of like a contract. It's the support. industry. Yeah, it's sort of the, wow. how the industry is developed. And so Jason Schreer in this book, it's beautifully 
written. Well, just important. So are it's they fired or is it just more they're like fired. a seasonal job? A seasonal they're fired. Project? They're fired. But the thing is, you'll you have to look to get hired for the new video game that's going to be made. It doesn't feel like firing. It feels like this is a contract for a one year, and when this game is done, the work yep. is over. Yeah, I'm not but, saying that they're but not, you're not poorly but you lose health care, you lose the consistent pay. So you're not a con. Yeah, so that's I'm the thing. I'm just saying, as an actor, this sounds pretty standard. It's like, I book the commercial, I film the commercial, the commercial runs, I get paid, but... But you're a programmer spending hours and hours on this. Aren't you an actor spending hours memorizing lines? Not in the commercial well, example, but like... Yeah, I think also there's no... I mean, he makes a prediction that it's abusive like well yeah, he makes okay. a prediction that well, there's I'm going to be there's no union okay there's no union okay, to do that's this different then. and the expectation is you you work you work you work but there's no job security for the next job gotcha. right and if and if you are if you spend all your time working on this and then it's over but i see i see how well maybe at the acting in, industry is just as abusive the only thing is that when you're acting you're the not working yeah, they do. And you're not working 17-hour days, no. living in, you know, some in some cases, sleeping in the office, pulling yep. these all-nighters. Um, and you have craft services. You have an agent. I mean, yeah. it still can be a little rough if you don't have those things. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. I just thought that was, like, an interesting side note. Yeah, well. Because she's terrible. Like, that. You, but you were laughing through that whole business meeting. She, like, has all her people come together. <laughs> yeah. She, like, fat shames people. She, yeah, it's she's like, just, you know you need healthcare. I was like, but it was funny. She's not a good boss. I, she's not, but like you said, like, the movie is so campy, and the movie is for kids. Like, if you watch this movie, you're not going to be like, well, that's not real. That's not real. It's like, this is clearly a catered to a, a child's audience or just like a family audience, I should say. Um, and to be honest, we really love Regina Hall in comedy because that's how we were introduced to her. She was Brenda in like scary movie one, two, three, mm-hmm. like she does camp very well. So I, I was, I was here for the board meeting and her like, you know, thumping somebody on the head. Good for her. Or like there was one scene where someone was trying to eat an apple during her meeting <laughs> and she takes the apple and, and licks lick. the whole thing and then gives it back to the person and says, no, take a bite of it. You're going to eat during my meeting. I was like, you are a monster. Like, yeah. where is the PR? And then she's like, anybody else want to eat during the meeting? He's just like, oh, I'm fasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fa- just, again, that so whole good. very Issa Rae, like the mumbling underneath the breath. I cannot believe I did not watch this when it first came out. Yeah, It got like 47% the- on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a bummer. And I think we both were pleasantly surprised at how funny it was. I was laughing so much. We had no expectations, too. Also, so. (laughs) We could say F y'all's podcast. She She does not care. Uh, You know, sort of like a question in big that Amber and I were talking about is. um, So big and Tom Hanks as like a, with a little kid's mind has sex with his coworker. Mm-hmm. Right. And like Amber and I were talking about whether that's ethical or not, like him keeping it a secret that he's underage to her. Is that like unethical or her having sex with him, even though he has an adult body, but he's still like a 13 year old. Is that unethical? Like it sort of gets into this icky, situation like sexual assault by yes i don't think it is he wished to be big and now he's big 
I don't have plenty. I've had sex with plenty of people with child like mine. Yeah, I, right? I see what you're saying. I've had sex but with he's only been he's only been on the earth for 13 years. But he wished to be big, so I can maybe assume that his body like sped through some sort of like time warp. So, Little does a similar scene where Marseille Martin like has this really attractive middle school teacher, mm-hmm. and she like flirts with the middle school teacher and it's stunned. It sounds super cringy, but it's they so did, they did funny it so well. because he's like, no, that's not okay. Like sit like, down. Why don't you teach me something? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like they did such a good job with that because obviously we're like, Oh no, this is going to be so cringy. And I think if this movie was made in the eighties, she would have like slapped his butt or something like, yeah, you yeah. know how these things do. But they, they, because you remember when Disney did it with blank check, and we didn't even care. It was, and that was oh, not yeah. even a case of deception or anything. Like Preston just, was literally twelve, and that grown woman kissed him on screen, and we were all like, "Get it, Preston!" And now we'll, adults were like, "What? what Who fuck? cleared this?" Right? Yeah, and there's no time travel variants, anything. Not at all. Like, he's just rich. <laughs> he's twelve, and he's got those bucks, and she fully went in for the kiss. I was like, Shay. I bet she never worked in Hollywood again. I haven't seen her since. Maybe yeah, she was a Law was, and Order or something. But that was a bad decision. <laughs> this is a bad decision. I mean, it's the Wendy Peppercorn in the Sandlot as well. You're like, who cleared this? Yeah. Anyway, Little handled it well. Haven't you ever had sex with somebody with a child in his brain? Uh, I mean, or they were no, immature. I think like. You've never, you've ne- you have not. Oh, so you were the immature one. Got it. Yes, I was probably the childlike brain. Yeah, and we're and, and to be clear, we're talking about you know over the age of consent. Yeah, just you know, it's funny because the other day Ben and I were talking about like what would you do if Wild dated somebody older as a teenager? Because you know we're trying to do the whole conscious parenting, trying to listen to her choices and whatever. But and Ben was like, well, they people don't date older like that anymore or something. You said something. I was like, no, I was I did not fully say that. 15 dating Do, an 18 year old. No, don't put words in my mouth. What you said. It's not that common. I said it. It's uncommon. It's for, not uncommon. It is uncommon for like a 15 year old to date like a 20 year old. That Sadly, is uncommon. It is not that. Un- that no, it happens, but def- I think uncommon or to be texting or messaging like, like older majority versus minority. Okay. So, Percentage-wise, most relationships are not, right, are not going to have this kind of spread at that young age between 50. Most relationships, right? Most relationships. That's what I'm saying. She's making a face right now. Yeah, I, I hear that. But when I brought it up to you, I was like, what are, you, what are we going to do if ever Wild was 15 and dating an 18-year-old? So at this are, point, and you were like, well, that's not very common. Well, my response like, to that that's is, not what I said. I, I gave is you the scenario. creating the environment so that she does not have the time to do that. So it's 15-year-old Amber, right? And you're my dad. And I'm already involved in cheerleading, softball, Wednesday choir rehearsal, Sunday at church. I'm in the Black History Month choir. I got straight A's. And my boyfriend's, 15, my boyfriend's 18. What you well, going to do? What are you going to put me in? I'm signing up for piano lessons. I already quit piano lessons in yeah, middle school. I don't want to go back. You're playing the trombone or the flute or the, the trombone. You are going to summer well, camp. Well, I take, I take band in to school. I don't need Guam. I don't... You're going to study Arabic 
in Cairo. So you're trying to control my sexuality. You're trying to control how I express myself. Um, You're trying to control me. No, no, no. We were having this. Yeah, we were having this conversation. No, I 15 to 18. I'd be like, okay, like, let me let me give you the definition of what rape is. And then I would talk to you about rape. And, I, and what if I said, like, we're not having sex or anything, so can we keep dating? Because I, I did not have sex with him. Well, that's when I... So my point of... My my original point was that I would probably bring in a professional, like a therapist, because <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with your ass. Got it, got it. Because, like, I sign up for parenting, but that's beyond me. Awesome. Okay, so anytime something gets hard, why you intend to hire a therapist? Oh, yeah, I'm hiring a nanny, therapist, dog walker. Have you seen your bank account? Because <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm scratching my head right now. <laughs> so what, what is this grand plan where you think we're going to have all this money in the future? We, we're probably going to be doing how we're doing now, which is fine. We're doing fine. But we don't have nanny therapists on the on-call money. But that's okay. So she's just going to have to keep dating. <laughs> whoever right. whoever she dating. Anyway. Look at wow. Warp it up. Should we warp it up? <laughs> we should. We are fully parents now. Wild, are you done with us? She's done. <laughs> All right. All right, babe. With that being said, why don't you warp up the show? In conclusion, uh, Little is an amazing, fun movie. Um, it's just hilarious. Comedy. Marseille Martin is a little comedian. You got to look out for her. She's going to be doing lots of dope stuff making her own films yeah. with the uh, genius production so uh keep your eye out for her all right amber what are we uh reading next <laughs> what are we doing next i got this thank you so much for listening to another episode of the sci-fi side podcast up next we will be covering the comic series bitter root ladies and gentlemen and ladies and gentle thems. we'll be reading volumes one through three so go ahead and check those out from your local library or pick them up somewhere from your local Bit- comic book store local comic book didn't you get them from the library i did which is why i probably can't people in chicago can't get them so just buy them i'll probably so, so buy you have them. the only copies in the city probably okay well bitter root volumes one through three check it out we've already started reading it and loving it and that's all folks that's all folks thank y'all thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.